Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Well, you've probably heard your share of home improvement horror stories, shoddy work, missed deadlines, cost overruns, and no-show home improvement contractors. And maybe you've already lived through that contractor hell, but you don't need to. Reference checking is the ball game. Read our 10 questions to ask a contractor's previous customers when you hit moneypit.com. Just click on ideas and tips, then click repair and improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now, 888-MONEYPIT. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. So, you're thinking about buying a house? You're thinking about fixing up a house? You own a house? You've got a floor that squeaks? You've got a window that leaks? you got a toilet that goes flush in the night? Call us right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. We are here to help you with your home improvement questions. So, Leslie, you know the old saying, caveat emptor, buyer beware? Uh-huh. Well, we have a warning for you. If you are a house flipper, now that's different than being sort of a pancake flipper. You know, it's a house <laughs> flipper. You buy them and you sell doesn't them. doesn't require a flip of a pan, That's a little true. something different. No griddles involved. But with interest rates at record lows over the much of the last decade, investors were gobbling up real estate and renovating dilapidated homes and then reselling them at huge profits. But it could change. Ah, but experts now say house flipping may be less attractive because short-term interest rates are higher than long-term rates. So if you're thinking about buying a second home as an investment, make sure you do the research first. And if it's a fixer-upper, call us first at one eight 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 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. And if we talk to you on the air, you're going to be automatically entered for a great prize. Leslie, what are we giving away this hour? All right, Tom, this is a great prize anyone can use. It's an extra hand to help tackle those solo projects. The Ryobi Multitasket is a versatile tool that acts as a helping hand for people tackling common home improvement jobs alone. It will hold your nails and screws for you, help hang level shelving and pictures. It even sheds light on your project. And that cute little yellow attachment acts as a hand. It can hold those long boards for you. So call in. It could be yours. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. The website is Pit. You can also email us to help me at moneypit.com. Leslie, who's first? Dick tunes into the Money Pit in Montana on KBLL. And how can we help you, Dick? 
Well, I've got an older home. 1973 is when it was built. And uh, the downstairs basement uh, was only completed with uh, two-by-fours glued to the wall with no insulation mm. and then paneling put over the top of that. So I want to insulate the basement plus the floor. And I was wondering if I should put some kind of a sealer coat of, of something inside that, the walls of the basement before I insulate uh, and put on a finished coat. And uh, plus, what do I do to the floor also? That's my basic question. And the floor right now is just cement? Yes, it's all cement. Yeah, and the way they did those walls is, is not really the best way. You don't want to attach the studs right to the block wall. In the best case scenario... Well, they need you, to float away a little bit just yeah, so you get to air circulating and they don't get all moist. Yeah, if you have a moisture problem, it's going to really be a problem for you because that moisture will wick right through the, the studs that are attached to the wall into the paneling or drywall, and it can become a mold issue as well. So the way that's done is, is not really the best way. Um, if you're looking for the way to do the floor, the proper way would be to put down a vapor barrier, plastic vapor barrier, then on top of that... You would put some pressure-treated studs. You would attach those to the floor, probably with uh, tap cons or masonry nails. So you're going to lose some height to this basement. Yeah, a little bit. Yes, I understand that. And then in between those uh, those two-by-fours that are flat on the floor, we call those sleepers, you could put in some of those foam insulating panels. And then that continuous surface would be covered with plywood. Now you'll have a warm wood dry floor. But it really concerns me the way those floor, the way those walls were made, because I've seen homes that were constructed in that very fashion that became a major mold problem, really major mold problem, because of the wetness of the walls attached right to the studs. Well, I, uh, I, I, I'm not sure there is a moisture problem because, but, but I, I honestly don't know. I guess, uh, but none of the studs look like they've had any moisture on them over okay. the years. They've been there for many years. Well, work on the floor, and, you know, if you see an issue, remember what we told you. You may have to do some more work on those on the walls. The work that you do to the floor, though, won't impact what's happening to the walls, and that's the best way to give you a very nice wood-warm floor. Can you afford to lose about two and a half inches in height in that basement? Um, yes, I think I Yeah, then I, then I think you're going to be good to go because you'll have an inch and a half with the two-by-four on the flat and then maybe, you know, three-quarters to five-eighths of an inch with the subfloor and then another, you know, three-eighths to half-inch with the carpet. So you'll, you'll be looking at about two-and-a-half inches or so by the time you're all done. Yeah, well, I can live with that. Um, I, I guess I, what you're saying is just forget about the walls. And well, yeah. They dry. Un- unless you really want to work on them. In that case, take them apart and frame them in a little bit. Now, Leslie, besides the carpet, because that's probably not the best choice for a basement, what other options might he want to consider? There's a whole bunch of different options. You can look at something called engineered hardwood, which is basically something that's assembled in the same way a sheet of plywood would be, except the top layer is actually a wood veneer. So you get the look of a beautiful hardwood floor, but it's stable, so it can go in a moist situation like the basement. 
You can also look at a laminate flooring, which is available in finishes such as wood flooring. It looks like planks. You can get planks that are wide and aged in a variety of stains so that they can look just about any type of wood flooring that you'd like. You can also get a laminate flooring that looks like a ceramic tile. And those are really great because they'll stand up to sort of any sort of moisture situation you get in the basement. And they're just really durable and easy to clean. If you like vinyl or the price of vinyl, Armstrong has a new sheet vinyl product that looks fantastic. It doesn't look like a vinyl product. It looks like real mosaic tiles or slate. And that's something in like the $2.50 per square foot range. So you've got a lot of options out there when it comes to flooring for the basement. Carpet, Tom doesn't always think is the best idea. We have it in our basement. I love it. So it's up to you. Well, okay, Dick. Uh, yes. All right. Well, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit, and good luck finishing that basement. Lydia in Minnesota finds the money pit on KNUJ, and you've got some sort of a stain on your hardwood floors. Tell us about it. They are little black spots, and I think they're caused from the metal lift under chairs. Oh, the little rust there, huh? Yes. A little rust transfer. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I have okay. tried bleach. That doesn't take anything out. What, what else can I try? You're probably going to have to sand them out. I think you're going to have to lightly sand them out, and then you can either put floor wax down or refinish them. You know, um, how what condition of your are your hardwood floors in right now, Lydia? Are they ready to be redone? No, not really. <laughs> not really? Hoping to avoid that, I didn't that, want Tom. to take on such a big project. Yeah. No, and it All is right, a well, big kitchen. Let me give you a suggestion then. Okay. Um, with the chairs away, what I want you to do is get some steel wool. Okay and some simonized paste wax and try to use the steel wool to apply the wax that will slightly abrade the surface hopefully removing the removing the rust and applying the wax at the same time see if that will be sufficient as to remove that rust try it on one spot if not what you may have to do is to lightly sand it with um, like an emery cloth and a very fine abrasive uh, sandpaper, because I have a feeling that rust is now sort of embedded into the finish. Well, we how could it permeate it. into the finish so much? Well, it just gets in there and it sticks in there, and you're going to have to lift it out. And the only way she's going to be able to do that is to probably abrade it out. With what some about sandpaper. with the sanding sponge? Sanding sponge, too, that might work as well. I mean, anything that's going to give it a little bit of an abrasive quality to lift it away. I shall try something else. Right. Okay. Yes, I, I will try that. All right, good. I think that'll work. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right, disclaimer here. No offense to any water heaters listening, but water heaters, by their very nature, are kind of dumb. <laughs> we don't want to hurt the feeling of the yeah, water Yeah, I didn't heaters. want to upset anybody. Well, I always say they're dumb because they're basically designed to maintain your water at the uh, proper hot temperature, whether you need it or not. And that means a lot of wasted energy. I mean, there's so many hours of the day when you really don't need your water heated up to the 120 or so degrees that you normally keep it at. A better way to do it is with an instant hot water heater. You want to find out how to do that? You can look it up at moneypit.com. There's also step-by-step instructions for how to install a water heater blanket right there online on our website at moneypit.com. All right, well, renovating your bathroom is a great way to add value to your home, both for your family's daily living and for eventual resale. And it doesn't have to cost a fortune. We'll tell you one way to inexpensively renovate a shower next. Money pit. 
It doesn't match the new shower curtain is a perfectly good reason for replacing your old faucet. As is, I'd rather be looking at brushed nickel when I wash my hands. And that classic motivator of home improvement, company's coming. That's where I come in. I'm the Peerless Faucet Coach, and when you visit me at FaucetCoach.com, I'll stick with you through every step of your faucet installation. All you need to get started is one good reason. If that reason is my old faucet keeps spraying me in the face, well, that'll work too. Over the course of 50 years, you could have three children. You could buy nine cars. You could take 66 vacations. You could own seven pets. And you could need only one roof, provided you invest in a metal roof. Metal roofing is investment-grade roofing because it pays you back over time. It stands up to rain, hail, high winds, and wildfires and is built to endure for decades. Plus, metal roofing is available in all kinds of beautiful colors and styles. To learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit MetalRoofing.com and see how, over time, a metal roof can save you enough money to pay for a lot of those vacations. Did you know that many home insurance companies offer lower premiums for homes with metal roofing? It's one more reason to consider durable and beautiful investment-grade metal roofing. For details or to find a contractor in your area, log on to MetalRoofing.com. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Hello, I'm Rob Petterkevich, Executive Director of the American Society of Home Inspectors. Homeownership rates in the United States are at an all-time high. But did you know the average cost of a home is now more than $260,000? If you're in the process of buying or selling a home, then you know how overwhelming this experience can be. It's also one of the biggest financial investments you'll ever make. So it's important to have your home thoroughly inspected by a qualified professional before you make your final purchase decision. In addition to checking for structural problems, the inspection should cover all the important systems as well. And an inspection is not just for prospective buyers. It's a good idea to have your home inspected before you put it up for sale. Older homes should be inspected every 10 years. New homes, as well as townhouses and condominiums, should be carefully examined, too. This can help protect your investment and prevent potential problems. For more information, please visit ashy.org. A public service message from the American Society of Home Inspectors. This portion of the Money Pit is being brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable prices. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So, upgrading your kitchen is a great investment, right? Remodeling your bathroom is equally a great investment. I think a better one. You think a better one? Well, Well, they both give you a a good return on investment. 
And the nice thing about a bathroom is it's a lot less expensive an upgrade than a kitchen. It doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Well, because it doesn't need giant appliances. Well, that's true. (laughs) Well, a good place to start when working on your bathroom is the shower. And fiberglass and ceramic tiles have been traditional choices, but new solid surfacing materials like Corian are now available as tub and shower enclosures. And they look darn nice. Corian is durable and easy to maintain, and you can install it at a fraction of the cost of ripping out and replacing more traditional ceramic tile walls. Well, when you're tackling those home improvement projects, you can always use a helping hand. We've got one that we're giving away this hour on the Money Pit. It's called the Multitasket. It features patented air grip vacuum technology, which allows it to adhere to walls and other surfaces without marring or marking. So if you want to, say, hang a handrail or you need help with a shelf or you need to stick a laser level on the wall, all those things are possible with the Multitasket by Ryobi. You want to win it? Call right now, 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. All right, Mark in Florida finds the Money Pit on WCCF, and you want to turn a garage into a room. Well, Mark, I was just filming while you were out in Fort Lauderdale for two weeks, and we turned about three garages into rooms, so why didn't you apply? I didn't know that you were uh, doing it. <laughs> it <laughs> Plus, seems I'm on like the West that's Coast, what... not in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> ah, we travel, man. What can we do for you? Well, we have a standard two-car garage with a single-door remote control, and I have a side regular door to go out of. Okay. And the air conditioning is mounted in the ceil- at the ceiling level, so I've got everything on the ground is all open. And I'd like to seal it off and turn it into a, uh, another room and be able to have it air conditioned too. And uh, from my air conditioning, I know I could probably bring a vent right off of that. But I was just curious about what you suggest in uh, putting up in front of the uh, door, because the rest of the room would be more concrete, but the door obviously is not. And the garage door. You think something like you that mean, would You mean the garage door? Yes, sir. Yeah. You know, I've seen that done well, and I've seen that done very badly. Well, is the garage door going to stay functional, or are you just going to pretend it doesn't exist and keep it down? Exactly. Keep it down. Yeah. Well, that's the way I've seen it done badly. (laughs) Okay. Then let's think about being able to use it. (laughs) Um, Well, actually, if you're going to convert that into living space, I'd like to see it converted into living space, including the garage door. I'd like to see the door taken out. I'd like to see the foundation built up so that it matches the height of the rest of the foundation, a wood wall framed, siding installed, new windows installed there in that space, so that when you look at the house from the street, it looks like you know, it, it was always designed that way. I really think the homes that have the fake garage doors look kind of bad, not to mention the fact that those doors aren't really designed to be waterproof that way, and you tend to get them to where, the point where they leak a lot. I've also seen people leave sort of like half garages behind them to be like storage sheds, and that's not really very nice either. I think if you're going to use that as living space, that what you want to do is really remove that door, frame it in, put a window in there, whatever else you want to do to make it look like the front of your house, put some shutters up, and make it look like it was always part of the house. I think that's the best way to maintain the value uh, and the structural integrity of the house. But then you're getting rid of a garage entirely. Well, but you're getting rid of it anyway if you're going to make it living space. Yeah, but it's only temporarily living space for you. You can still have an air-conditioned and finished garage. You know, maybe somebody wants their car in air-conditioning. Well, then that's that's the decision you have to make. I mean, if you want to be able to flip it back, then your remodel is just not going to go the whole way. Right, and I wasn't really thinking of flipping it back. 
I was thinking of more adding to the uh, house without the, having a garage. Then I so, say get rid of the door, too. Yeah, I think that's the best shot. Just Would you have any idea what something like that, not going anything extravagant, just moderately, what something like that would cost? Well, to pay a contractor to do it, you're going to have to have a mason build up the foundation first. So you're, you're, you know, you're probably looking at at least a grand there. You're going to have to buy a couple of windows. So I think probably by the time you're done, just refinishing. The I always front say wall of the house. ten thousand. Yeah, I was thinking less. <laughs> it's always, you know how it is. You start off at five, and somehow you creep to yeah. ten. I was thinking you could probably do a minimum job for about five grand. It's not that big of a job. Well, I appreciate it. That gives me a good idea. I was thinking closer to 10000 also. Yeah. And listen, when you, um, when you go ahead and extend those ducts in there, make sure that you also have return ducts. Don't just supply air. You have to return it or it's not going to work right. Right. Okay? Yeah, I would have an, a licensed contractor do good. that. Good, yeah, because you want to make sure the system's big enough for it and you have good flow. There's nothing worse than doing all that to a room. And, and especially you want to make sure that by adding this room to the existing system that your unit itself is powerful enough to do that room as well. Yeah, exactly. And okay. that I'll have to check into also. <laughs> right. Sorry, Mark. We've added a long list of things. No, that's you. why I called to ask because I don't know. <laughs> and right. I appreciate it. It gives me two more things I have to think about. That's right. Well, sometimes when you call us, we do add to your to-do list. Well, that's all right. That's the risk. <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Mark, thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four. Yeah, if you think you had nothing to do with your house, just call us. We'll think of something for you. <laughs> We're good at that. Okay, Leslie, who's next? William in Ohio is looking for some cleaning tips, particularly involving brick. How can we help, William? Uh, yes, I have a brick house, and uh, I was wondering how to get it cleaned. Uh, I don't think you're supposed to, to power wash it, but I'm not really sure. I was just wondering if somebody could give me some uh, some help on how to clean it. Well, you certainly can power wash it, but the, the key here is to not use an excessive amount of pressure. What you want to do is use a mildicide solution first to um, make sure that any mildew that's attached to that brick, which is, tends to make it what which is what tends to make it look sort of dull and dirty and green and that sort of thing. Tom, would you recommend up. making up your own homemade mixture of like bleach and water, or would you say use something more like a gel mask? You know, it's funny. I, I have a painter friend of mine that does this all the time, and he absolutely swears by straight Clorox, just loves it, loves straight it, loves it. Straight Clorox on, on the yeah, brick directly, ex- not even watering it down. Except your plants die when you do it that way. I personally like to use Joe Max, which is a cleaning solution that you mix with water and bleach together that gives you a little bit longer life but the secret here William is to put it on and let it sit for 15 or 20 minutes and if you do it it on a sunny day the sun activates the bleach and actually helps it to clean better yeah and then you can rinse it off with a pressure washer but you don't want to use one like on the needle like setting you want to use one with sort of a fairly wide spray and you'll be amazed how much brighter your house will look when you do that don't just blast it first without a cleaning solution because it won't last I also have a vinyl siding garage. Is this, can I use the same thing on that? or? Yeah, you absolutely can, but you have to use a lot less pressure with the vinyl siding. You oh, because be that careful. will ding and dent. and Ding and dent. It'll blast the, it'll blast the whole way through <laughs> right it. Right through it. <laughs> You'll turn that puppy into Swiss cheese, William. Uh-huh. Yeah, pressure washers are a great tool, but you have to use them cautiously. Okay? Yes, sir. All right, William, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. So anyone who's been through new home construction knows it's a lot of work. 
cost overruns, schedule snafus, and other problems are just common run-of-the-mill. It's bound to happen. Yes, but there is a new type of new home construction that can save you lots of gray hair, or just lots of hair, if you look like me. <laughs> and More fights, that, you know, spazzle fights. That's right. More on that next. of the Money Pit is being brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. Study after study shows that as homes become tighter and more energy efficient, more contaminants become trapped inside. April Air's technologically advanced electronic and media air cleaners are the best choice for maintaining healthy indoor air. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. So talking about new construction, you know, when you think modular home, you might be thinking of a half of a house on a trailer that you might see rolling down the highway. <laughs> with a sign that says wide load. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And the little pickup truck following it with the yellow flashy lights on, beep, right? Beep. <laughs> Well, you might be surprised to learn that factory-built modular homes are not only cost-effective, but their quality is top-notch, really good stuff. And by building the home in an enclosed factory setting, weather has little effect on the construction process and quality can be meticulously maintained. And with hundreds of designs to choose from, you'll be sure to find one that meets your needs and your budget. So consider this excellent option if you're going to be building a home from scratch. You know, Leslie, of the many jobs I had growing up to become a home improvement expert as I am now, okay. one of them was actually building a form of modular home. It was called a panelized home. So instead of like half a house being constructed, they would build the entire wall like in one piece and one side would have the siding on it and the other side would have the drywall on it and so the masons would build the foundation then we would order the house and it would come off like sort of the walls like flat packed yeah and the, the truck would like cab would like open up and turn into a crane and they'd basically drop all these walls and lock them together in place and we'd have that thing like inside totally enclosed i think you're thinking like, of that monster truck rally you went to last no week. no really it used to work it used to work this way and like within say a day to two days you'd be like plumbing out the inside it was the most amazing thing and the quality was really good so manufactured homes are a good thing and these new modular homes they can really be environmentally sound and be made with so many green materials, and they're beautiful. So it's really a great option, especially if you're looking into something a little bit different. Absolutely. one money bit Whether your home is modular or whether it's mobile or whether it's new or whether it's really old, call us right now. Leslie, who's next? Dick in Rhode Island tunes into the Money Pit on WPRO, and you've got some twisted doors, Dick. What happened? Oh, I don't know. The... Uh, they're new. They were new French doors, you know, with the glass uh, lights. Okay. Uh, How many lights? And uh, well, there, there's a pair of them in one in one uh, entryway, if you will. And uh, they they they're probably seven years old, but they were never finished. I guess they were never sealed or anything. It's just a natural wood. And uh, unfortunately, one of them is displaced at the bottom, approximately an inch uh, from the other door, so that it doesn't go across in a straight line. And yet the, where the hinges are is fine, and across the top they're both fine. Uh, the problem is that one that's displaced. Is there any way okay, so that the, that the bottoms right? of the doors don't quite meet at the right place. One sort of twisted in, correct? That's correct, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, 
the way to straighten this out is by adjusting the jams of the door and, and hangling, hanging, hangling, <laughs> hanging a pair of French doors is a pretty tricky operation because typically if you have a door that's not lined up at the bottom, the jam where the bottom hinge is has to either move forward or backwards, forward towards the outside of the house or backwards towards the inside of the house to get that to line up. And sometimes if it's a lot of room, you may have to move it sort of halfway on one jam and halfway on the other jam because the goal here is not as much to have the doors be perfectly lum, uh, plumb and level, but to have them line up and look that way. Right, okay, straight line at the bottom. Yeah, exactly. Where the problem is, right. Yeah, and, and if, it's, it is a, if it's a wood door, you know, they could be in constant movement. So really what has to happen is it has to move at the jam. Now, um, how do you do that? Well, you know, if it was me, I'd probably be taking the molding off on the inside of the door. If the jam was really, really secure so you couldn't move it at all, I'd probably use a sawzall to cut the nails out from back of the door jam so I could have some room to move it. And then I would very carefully pull it one way or the other until I got it the position I wanted, and then I would re-secure it in place. Okay. Actually, there's, there's really no jam. You know, it's... it's uh, uh, let me see. Yeah, there is on one, but uh, when you, a jam, is that... Uh, some like a stop against which the door should. No, that's what the hinges are attached to. That's the frame of the door. It's the jam, the door jam. Okay, and that's going to be nailed to the frame of the house, and so you need to break that connection to be able to move the door one way or the other. Really? Yep. You can, you can do it by adjusting. By adjusting the, the jam. Then... That's right. Yeah. Think of it as, as moving the entire plane of the door. If you if you move the door one way or the other the, at the jam, the inside's going to adjust. Yeah. Yeah. But it only needs to be adjusted on that bottom where the door is not meeting up. Correct. And yep, then think about solid. finishing that wood. Really think about taking care of it, putting some sort of a urethane finish on it so it's sealed up, so it will resist warping and twisting a little bit. That's right. And how many sides does a door have, Leslie? Six, please. That's right. Six <laughs> okay. sides. Six so sides. cover every one of those sides with the proper finish, because so that's going to stop it from warping in the, in the future. Okay, Dick? Yeah, okay. So uh, the idea is to move... Uh, you know, the bottom jam forward, I guess. Uh, Correct, to close down the gap. Yeah. Okay. We'll give it a shot. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for calling in from WPRO in Providence, Rhode Island. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. one eight 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 Money Pit is the telephone number. Well, as President Bush recently said, Americans are addicted to oil, and that includes home heating oil. So you want to do everything you can to keep your heating dollars from going up the chimney or leaking out your doors and windows. One important step is a properly finished exterior. We'll tell you which kind of door insulates best right after this. Did you know that the air inside your home can be up to 100 times more polluted than the air outside? No matter how clean you keep your home, it's littered with harmful contaminants like viruses, bacteria, and mold, pet dander, dust, and pollen. Contaminants that cause illness and make allergies and asthma much more severe. Thankfully, there's a way to make your home healthy. The April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. Using the best air cleaning technology available, April Air is the only whole home air cleaner that effectively removes harmful contaminants, even viruses, from the air your family breathes. And that makes your whole home a comfortable, healthy place to be. Your family deserves the best, so why not give them the best? Make your whole home healthier with the April Air Electronic Air Cleaner. April Air. Fresh ideas for indoor air. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you... You'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. 
RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools, and you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. When you took your first steps or drove your first car, there was someone there to coach you through it. But when it's time to put a new faucet in, it's just you, a confusing set of instructions, and that nervous, gnawing feeling in your belly. That's where I come in. As the Peerless Faucet Coach, I can help you through every step of your installation, starting with the hardest part, getting the old faucet out. For a free undo-it-yourself guide, visit faucetcoach.com. Then get ready to turn your dreams into hot and cold running reality. Hey, Money Pit listeners, want to put some extra green in your wallet and help the planet stay green, too? You can lower your income taxes and your monthly energy bills at the same time. Now's the time to take advantage of new federal income tax credits for some energy efficiency home improvements. Get credit for projects as simple as beefing up insulation or as involved as adding solar power to your home. For a complete list of the tax credits available, visit the Alliance to Save Energy's website at www.ase.org slash tax credits. portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Peerless. If you're putting in a new bathroom or kitchen faucet, Peerless can help you with every step, including the hardest one, getting that old faucet out. For a complete undo-it-yourself guide, visit the Peerless Faucet Coach at faucetcoach.com. 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. So, good doors are a must to keep the warm air in and the elements out. But wooden doors take lots of punishment from changes in temperature and humidity. To keep them stable and fitting properly, make sure to paint all six sides of a door. Yes, a door has six sides, not only the front <laughs> but in the back, but the bottom, the top, and the two edges. Even the and edge that gets the hinges. Pay attention ex- to it. Exactly, because if you don't seal them, including all of those areas of the grain, they're going to warp, they're going to twist, and they're going to get out of whack and that means they're going to get very, very leaky. Or if you want to have the best of both worlds, a door that looks like a beautiful wood door but is actually five to eight times more efficient, change it out with a fiberglass door. The technology today is amazing on fiberglass doors. They really look good, and it will fit perfectly every single time. And for great fiberglass door options that have the look of wood without the price tag, read our next e-newsletter. The Money Pit e-newsletter comes right to your inbox every Friday, and it's free, folks. To subscribe, hit moneypit.com today and learn how fiberglass doors will keep your home warm and cozy in winter and cool and comfortable in the summer. I like the sound of that. One eight 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 Money Pit. Call us right now. You know everybody can use a helping hand when it comes to home improvement or repair, and Ryobi has got that extra hand in the form of the new multitasket kit. We're giving one away this hour to a lucky caller. It features patented air grip vacuum technology, which lets it adhere to walls and hold stuff for you, including a tray, a laser level, or just a helping hand. Even without- a work light. A work light too, without marring your walls. Call us right now. One eight 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 Money Pit. Even Virginia listens to the Money Pit on WJFK Free FM, and you're selling a condo. How can we help? I am so excited to be in the Money Pit. <laughs> Hi, Eve. Uh, hi. How you could help? Yes, we're selling a condo. We have about 
$15,000 more or less to do some, you know, sprucing up. And I wanted to know how best to use the money. We've already put in a, a, a new carpet, hardwood floor in the foyer, and now I'm telling my husband, okay, let's buy a nice fridge with the ice crusher and the water and all that stuff in the front of it. And he's like, no, let's put it in the bathroom. Well, you're on the right track here. Kitchens and baths are the best place to start. Yeah, but Eve, I would say in this case, less is more. If you're going to sell your place, you don't necessarily want to put in top of the line everything. You're doing the right things by getting the place painted and putting in hopefully a neutral carpet, you know, some hardwood floor. That's a nicety, but you don't want to go overboard here. You don't want to spend all that money decorating what's going to be somebody else's house. You just want to make it clean and neutral. And the fact that you have a new refrigerator that's just okay versus a new refrigerator that's like the best one you could buy is not going to make a hill of beans a difference when it comes time to sell that place. I mean, I'm sorry, if, what kind of difference was that? Not a hill of beans. A hill of beans. You never heard that saying? No, Tom. Well, you're too young. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. It's not going to make a big difference. But you know, the, because, the market has changed so much within the last four months. Right. Before you had five, six people putting a, a contract on a house. Now you could barely get one. Yeah, I think if, if the, the, the things that you're doing are correct, but I don't think you need to spend a lot more money than that. The other thing I would tell you to do is to give it the once-over mechanically. In other words, make sure if you have any leaks that they're fixed, if the, you know, if the, if the toilets have leaked, if the flush valves are bad, that your heating system or air conditioning system is serviced, and that you can show that all of that stuff yeah, it's maybe done. it's best to bring in an inspector to do a run-of-the-mill checkover on the entire house and give you a list of what's good and what needs to be fixed, and then you can address those accordingly. This way, you've got everything in a pedigree to say, this was wrong, I fixed this, and the new buyer can say, hey, I feel good about this. So so save that money and tell your husband to buy you something nice for the new house based on that. <laughs> Thank you or so diamonds. <laughs> diamonds always work. Oh, I like that. Ooh. <laughs> Eve, care. thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, Chris in Virginia has a crumbling problem. What's going on? The brick on the outside of your house is falling apart. Yes, I, I have a house that was built in about 1964, and for some reason, a, a lot of the bricks, especially on the chimney, just appear to be crumbling apart. And I just thought of it as kind of odd, since most of the brick houses I've seen last a long time. And that's the only area that you're seeing this problem. More so on the chimney and occasionally around the foundation. And I'm wondering if it's a cosmetic issue that um, I should not worry about, if it's something that serious needs to be replaced. How are the bricks crumbling? Is it at the corners? Is it in the center? Is it a line? And is it the bricks themselves or is it the mortar that's crumbling? No, it's definitely the bricks. Okay. Mortar's fine, but the actual integrity of the brick, the front, it comes off in sheets almost. Mm -hmm. And is it mostly um, near the, where, the, where the ground connects? There's some that are down near the ground and in the restaurant, the chimney. Right. Well, that's called spalling, and it happens when the bricks get wet, and then they freeze, and then they sort of break apart. Oh, it's almost like an ice damming for your bricks. Mm, sort of. Sort of. It sort of um, just splits off. It's structurally, you, can, you could probably lose, you know, in a half inch of the brick surface, and it's not going to have any impact on it. Typically, it happens um, where the mortar joints are recessed, the water soaks in there, and then, and then cracks off. I mean, can you patch it? Can you replace the brick? Sure. But unless it gets really bad, it's probably not worth it. A more common condition is where the mortar dries out and falls out, and that's called repointing. So if it's, it's mostly on the chimney that you're concerned about this, Chris? That's correct. Yeah. I would not worry too much about it unless you really lose a lot of brick. And if that's the case, you're going to have to rebuild it and replace those bricks.
All right. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And you know, Leslie, um, a good way to slow that process down is to make sure that there's no water getting in the top of the chimney. Oh. You know, between the... Um, if, so if would you that have, be like, like a, a chimney cap? Yeah, chimney cap is good. And also if you have a clay flue liner that goes up through the middle of the chimney, then you have like a concrete lip that goes between the flue liner and the edge of the brick. Make sure that concrete cap doesn't have any cracks in or holes in it or is missing. Because if you can keep the water from getting sort of behind the brick, that will actually help protect the integrity of the brick as well. Now, what about the ones on the foundation for him? Do you think that's a moisture problem and he should look yeah, at his you grading? Know what, happens, what happens there is the rain splashes up. And, and that's a matter of controlling the drainage the same way you control it for any other kind of drainage issue, trying to keep the water away from that. But that's just the way that old brick wears. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get wet, and it's going to freeze, and it's going to spawn and break off. Oh, but it now, looks so pretty. And it does look pretty. You could seal it, but if you're going to use a brick sealer on it, you want to use one that's vapor permeable so that the moisture can evaporate out. That will it slow doesn't get some of the trapped water from, in. Yeah, that will slow some of the water from soaking in. Uh, and slow down the process a little bit, but make sure you use a sealer that's vapor permeable. If you try to seal the water in, it doesn't seal, and the water still gets in there, and then it, the cracking gets even worse. Well, windows let the light in, but some of them also let the heat out. Bad. Up next, hot tips to make window replacement affordable. This portion of the Money Pit is being sponsored by Metal Roofing Alliance. We call metal roofing investment-grade roofing because in your lifetime, a metal roof will save you money and add value to your home. To find a Metal Roofing Alliance contractor or to learn more about investment-grade roofing, visit www.metalroofing.com. Well, you can call us at one eight 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 Money Pit eight 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 six 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 three nine seven four, or if you can't pick up the phone, you can email us your question to help me at moneypit.com. Now it's time to jump in to the Money Pit email bag, Leslie. All right, here we go. TC from Pensacola, Florida writes: We need to replace all of our windows and are willing to do the work ourselves. All right, Yay. bravo. Do you have any suggestions on where to purchase the windows and how to put them in? We've got a brick home built in the early sixties. You know, replacement windows, I think, is a pretty easy do-it-yourself job if you are reasonably skilled. Because let's talk about the steps. I mean, first of all, we call Gotta it a remove repla- the trim work. Yeah, well, actually, no, you don't have to remove the trim work. No. No, you have to pull the stop out. The okay. Stop that hold the sash in. You don't have to actually pull the frame of the window out. So it's even easier. Correct. You were thinking of new windows where you do remove the trim work and basically put them in and flash over. A replacement window fits inside the existing frame of the old window. So, all you so have if do you have a window problem and it extends to the framework itself, a replacement window really isn't what you're looking for. That's correct. If okay. that's the case, you're going to have to go new construction. But if it's a replacement window, you simply remove the sash. That's the operable part of the window. Let's assume for the, for the purpose of this discussion, we're talking about a double-hung window. You remove the sash, and the new window fits right inside. Now, the skill part of this comes in really two areas. Number one... Proper measurement, because there's nothing worse than getting the window home and figuring out that it's either too small or, worse yet, too big. Well, because they can't really change that. That's right. It's custom made. I mean, every window today, every replacement window is pretty much custom made. So measurement is key. If you are not totally comfortable with the measurement, have the guy at the replacement window factory at the store, whatever, do the measurement for you. If it doesn't fit, you can blame them. Okay? 
Secondly, when you put the window in, the way you trim it is very important. If you don't trim it properly on the outside, if you don't caulk it and seal it, if you don't rewrap the molding there with aluminum or replace it with a nice new, say, a, an extruded plastic molding or something that's going to be very weather-resistant and, and nice, it's not going to look right. So if you kind of blow the carpentry on the install, it's not going to look good. And if you and if you don't do it right, you get a lot of wind that sort of blows through there. So those are the two areas that you need well, to worry about. Well, does all of that trim work come with the, the with the replacement window? No, it doesn't. Generally what happens is the professional installers will use your existing wood brickwork um, brick. That's the brick. The brickwork is the is the wood trim. It's called brick face. Okay. And they'll wrap it with aluminum. Now you could replace that wood trim with the extruded um, PVC version of it, which is fine. Or you could wrap it if you're if you're able to do that kind of work. But finishing that off is is really the most difficult part of putting that replacement window in. The good news is that they're inexpensive. I mean, you can buy replacement windows today from anywhere to from say two hundred to five hundred bucks. If you can't afford to do your whole house. I would recommend that you do, the, if, let's say you're in the south and worry about air conditioning bills, do the south side first followed the by the west. Because that's where the most sun comes right. in. If you're in the north, you do the north side first followed by the east, then the west and the south. So this way you can kind of move it around, do one side a year. You'll get new windows and save money at the same time. And I know a lot of these companies that put out replacement windows are including an installation video to instill confidence to actually do it yourself. Well, Leslie, before we wrap up this hour, it's time that we spring into a little home improvement cleaning tip with today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. And here's a great cleaning tip for our listeners. If you find that your toilet has a ring at the water line or stains that are just plain hard to get rid of, there's a quick and natural remedy for you. Try coating the bowl with lemon juice and borax and then letting that solution soak a while. You want to wait a little bit of time and then scrub it really well. You'll flush away all those stains and those expensive commercial cleaners. Well, that's about all the time we have on this hour of the program. But coming up next week on The Money Pit, Fine Home Building Editor Kevin Ayrton joins our show with the biggest construction developments in the last quarter century. Those guys are celebrating their 25th anniversary. We're going to hear about all of those changes and what you can learn from them to make your house more beautiful and more efficient moving forward. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. 